Welcome everyone, Dr. Mike Reed from Chiropractic Masters International. I want to welcome all the guest doctors to uh, today's Master Talk. I am very fortunate to have a good friend of mine, Dr. Chad Woolner um, of Cairo Funnel Secrets. So, Dr. Chad Woolner, welcome to today's Master Talk. Thank you so much for having me, Mike. Appreciate it. Love you, and uh, I'm excited to be here. Well, Chad, you know, I'm excited because, um, you know, how we sort of stumbled upon each other, and I'll share this story, is, and some of the doctors may or may not know um, Russell Brunson of Clip Funnels, but I remember seeing, uh, he talked about the story of his chiropractic friend, and he was talking about, you. Yeah, I thought, that's kind of cool, this guy's involved with um, with Russell Brunson, and I started sort of following you around on Facebook and saw that you were doing a lot of cool marketing. And this was when really the funnel explosion started, and I, I reached out to you, connected with you, and, and we've become good friends. We, we're in a mastermind together, and you know this has led to um, you being on tonight's call. But what's amazing is that you have built this brand new company called Cairo Funnel Secrets, and you are having just outrageous results. So, Chad, I want to just introduce this whole audience to you because. There's a, I'm sure doctors that don't know of you. Let's just talk about where you're from, where you practice, and then how did you come up across Cairo Funnel Secrets? What what gave birth to this new company? You bet. Yeah. Thank. Well, and obviously, huge thanks to having me on, Mike. You know, it's been a blast uh, hanging out with you and getting to know you and, and your circle of friends, and just you introducing me to everybody. It's just been a ton of fun. Um, but yeah, for, for docs who um, aren't familiar with me and who I am. I'm sure there's probably plenty out there. Um, I, I practice in a little town just outside of Boise called Meridian, Idaho, uh, which is actually uh, right where uh, Russell Brunson actually lives and, and is actually the headquarters of uh, ClickFunnels. And um, uh, I, I opened my practice uh, about back in 2009, hired uh, one of the big box consulting groups, long story short, did everything they told me to, found that it was very antiquated, outdated, and irrelevant, didn't work frustrated, uh, trying to figure things out, you know, it was a very, you know, uh, difficult uh, time in my life, to say the least, trying to kind of trudge through this. All the while, um, I, uh, right around the same time that I started my practice, I actually uh, literally kind of did stumble into Russell Brunson. We met at church one day. Uh, my wife and I had moved into a new area, and we went to church, and that first day at church, saw Russell, and I, I had, for some reason, seen him online somewhere else. Um, a couple weeks or months prior, and all of a sudden I'm like, hey, that's that internet dude, Russell Brunson. So I introduced myself, and uh, for whatever reason, we just hit it off and became very fast friends, and um, he kind of watched this whole process uh, of me kind of starting my practice and all the bumps and bruises that went along with it. And um, fast forward, you know, about, about this time, things were starting to level off and improve a little bit for me, not significantly, and uh, one night he and I were talking, and he was telling me, uh, you know, what was the preliminary beginnings of this software empire that he's created now, ClickFunnels. Um, he was telling me, we're, we're about to create this thing. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it's going to be this software utility that, that entrepreneurs are going to use, and it's going to be awesome and all this stuff. And I'm like, cool, man. Well, let, let me know how it goes, you know, and let me know when, when it all happens. And, um, and then a couple uh, – I don't know, a couple months later, he's like, hey, we need some beta testers um, for this new software program. It's called ClickFunnels, and I think you might be able to use it in your practice. Uh, why don't you give it a shot, use it, work out some of the bugs? And I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And so I started using it, 
and it was really buggy at first, as any new software is. And that was kind of the cool thing. I was just chatting with him uh, on Saturday, um, and I was telling him, I was like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I was one of the first 20 users. And he's like, I think you're right. So I like, I was one of the very first people to ever use uh, ClickFunnels, uh, the software. And um, so, so I started using the software, and I came up with this kind of unique angle of a new spin on how to do – um, use funnels to um, do like a new approach towards lunch lunch workshops, and um, and I I call it now we call it the reboot funnel, and uh, I, I ran it I ran the concept past Russell. I'm like, what do you think about this for a funnel? And I kind of laid it out for him, mapped it out for him, and he's like, oh man, that'll I think that'll work really really well. And Russell gets ideas thrown at him all the time, and so when he says I trust his opinion very much, you know, so when he says yeah, it's a good idea, okay. So I'm like, all right, sweet. So we, we launched it, ran with it, and that was single-handedly the funnel that completely transformed my practice. I mean, we went from just kind of surviving to really doing well. I mean, we, we really um, – I, I don't dare say overnight success, but, I mean, it was pretty darn close. I mean, things really uh, changed when we introduced that funnel into my practice. And so at that point in time, we started looking around and saying, well, what are some other funnels we could – maybe incorporated and we started kind of refining things and, and introducing a couple others and we kind of finally realized kind of the secret sauce behind these kind of core funnels implementing into our practice um, and really, really refining the process and, and mastering how to how to involve and use click funnels into our practice because the the unique thing about the situation chiropractors are in and, and, and I shouldn't say unique for us, but I would say brick and mortar, is that in the online world, everybody, you know, thinks of funnels being used for uh, e-commerce or whatever, just a, an entirely 100% online transaction, right? Where, whereas with us, um, it's not that way, right? We're dealing brick and mortar. We're dealing in person with people, uh, you know, face-to-face encounters. And so it can't look exactly like the others. And so I think for a lot of docs, that can somewhat be a hang-up when it comes to thinking funnels. You know, they're like, well, how do we even do this? Because, you know, we, we work with patients face-to-face, you know. And so that was kind of how we started to kind of refine this whole process and, and think outside the boxes. How do we incorporate funnels in such a way? I call them hybrid funnels is what I call them, where it's, it's both a combination of on and offline together mixed, you know. And so that's kind of fast-forward now, you know, once we kind of refined that process and figured it out, um, there was a doc in town. I, I talk about him on my webinar. A good friend of mine now, at the time we, we were just acquaintances, his name's Dr. Matt Ogle, and he was really struggling. He was literally kind of in the same boat I was in. So my heart went out to him. I reached out to him and said, hey, let me just share with you what we're doing. And I mapped out for him. He literally took it uh, and, and almost as quick, if not quicker, than, than I had success. He had immediate success, and his practice has just blown up. And, and that's just down the road for me. So it's kind of cool to see. I'm not a very uh, I'm not a scarcity mindset type guy. I'm happy to share with other docs and help other docs, even in my own neighborhood. And so he's since transformed things, and that was really the the beginnings of of what's now become Chirofunnel Secrets. Where I realized, you know what, we can help a lot of docs with this. And so we we put together a, a webinar, basically mapping out um, these three core funnels that, that I teach, um, sharing with them. And then uh, we obviously have a paid program where I literally walk through in detail, mapping out for them exactly how to set them up and all the ins and outs and all that stuff. And that's really where it's become, I mean, that's kind of long story short or short story long. I don't know which, which you want to choose. but No, that's a, that's a great story, Chad. 
So the doctors out there, funnels, the word funnel is really sort of a new concept for marketing. And the doctors are hearing about it for most of them, it's a bit of an enigma. So why don't you describe, I know what a funnel is, but why don't you describe what a you funnel bet. is? Yeah. Yeah, so, so, and that's, it's interesting you say that, Mike, because again, like you said, I think there's a lot of mystery sometimes with things, these, these concepts and these terms. But to put it simply, a funnel is a process online or offline for that matter, or, or a mix, you know, of basically taking a random audience, refining that audience to figure out who the right prospects are, and then from there further refining who are going to be the best people for your practice, right, the best customers. And so it's this whole process. And so what it might look like um, using uh, an online landing page, it might look like a page that says, hey, my name is Dr. Smith, and if you're someone who's been struggling with sciatica, I'm going to share with you in a free video report or a free this or a free that or whatever, uh, the top seven stretches to do to eliminate sciatica issues. Put in your name and your email, you capture their information, and then it might take them to the delivery of the free you know, information or product or whatever it is. And then from there, um, then it might be, hey, if, if you thought this was helpful, you know, why don't you come into our, you know, uh, clinic for an initial evaluation or whatever, you know. So it's a process along the way. You know, it's, it's not a website because typically when people think of websites, websites anymore these days are kind of 1.0 or, or dead, the whole brochure. You know, you just land and it's just all this information that's there about you, about your clinic, all that. And those have a place, uh, but a funnel is a dynamic thing in the sense that there's a process. And again, um, when I say there's offline as well, docs might be like, wondering, well, what's offline? A perfect example of an offline funnel might be uh, a final screening, right? Uh, it's, it's kind of old school. People think of it as, uh, that, that's not really a funnel. Well, it can be if you have a system or a process, right? So they come up, they put down their name and their email, you do your evaluation, you give them the information, you give them whatever their offer is, and then maybe you have a follow-up sequence or a follow-up process in place uh, via email or via phone call or a combination of those different things. Uh, it's the same thing. It's a, it's a process of refinement. And so for me, the, the way that I think of funnel is maybe a little bit broader context um, than, than what's maybe being taught out there. The way that I try and have docs wrap their mind around is, Think about it as like a value-based conversation. Like we're trying to have this ongoing conversation with our communities, right? And so what we want to do is we want to provide them with immense value to help build rapport and, and, and strengthen your relationship with them, strengthen your, uh, your positioning and or your reputation in your community. Um, and so funnels are a, a really powerful tool. In fact, I think they are the most powerful tool for doing that because it allows you to, in a very authentic way, um, kind of have an ongoing conversation, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, and at the same time, you're building uh, trust and building rapport uh, with prospects. Exactly. That's exactly it, you know. And uh, and, and that's the, the thing that I try and help docs understand with regard to, to funnels is it's a, it's a really, um, and, and I used the word already, but I'll use it again, it's a really authentic process. You know, that's what's kind of cool about funnels is you can do it in such a way um, that it doesn't, if you do it right, you can do it in such a way that it doesn't come across cheesy or annoying or 
um, high pressure or anything like that. It can be it can be a very very effective tool because it really does make your positioning. It, it puts you in the best possible positioning. So fantastic. Well, let's talk about mistakes doctors are making with online funnels. I mean, you've probably seen the pros and the cons. Yeah, um, I, I can I can say right now, currently, given the climate and given what's what's going on, I see a lot of of I mean, I'm a chiropractor, too. I'm a full-time practicing chiropractor, so my Facebook feed, I'm sure, is no different than any other chiropractors. It's inundated with different offers uh, telling chiropractors about how they're going to get you 500 leads and, you know, and all this stuff and Facebook marketing this and funnel this and funnel everything. And, and um, I, I can say hands down from my own experience and from what I'm seeing that's happening right now, I would say there's three huge mistakes uh, very common mistakes that docs make with their funnels that, that make them less effective, if not completely ineffective. The first one has to do, I think, with targeting. Uh, and when I say targeting, what I mean is uh, I think one of the biggest temptations that chiropractors uh, fall into or, or, or fall for is this desire to want to target everyone. You know, and there's a saying in marketing, I'm sure you've heard it a million times, Mike, that when everyone's your market, no one's your market. And uh, one of the first things that, that docs could do to really improve their funnels is to get crystal clear on who you want to target and speak directly to them and only to them and realize that in doing so, it, it's, it's kind of this paradoxical thing, but the more you exclude people in your messaging and hone in on who you're talking to, the more you will include people, if that makes sense. It's kind of crazy, but it really is true. So, for instance – Instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to target people with low back pain. Well, okay, you, you might do that, but that's still pretty broad. Who doesn't freaking have back pain? Everybody does, you know, or neck pain or whatever. So instead maybe saying, you know what, I'm going to target golfers who are struggling with back pain to the point that it's impeding or interfering with their golf game. That's who I'm going to target. Or I'm going to target crossfitters who are dealing with nagging shoulder issues. Or I'm going to target pregnant women who are dealing with sciatica or <coughs> – Excuse me for the call. Um, or I'm going to target, um, you know, uh, students who are struggling with headaches or whatever it might be. And obviously, be wise about your targeting in the sense that obviously um, target patients that you actually want to serve. Uh, that should go without saying, right? But sometimes I, I, that even happens to me. Sometimes you start going down this path. Do I, do I even really want that patient base? Do I want to treat those people? Who is it? Who would be an ideal group of, of people that you would like to, to treat and work with? Um, and so, so really, really focusing in and, and, and getting specific on your targeting, and that will really help you in your messaging uh, with your funnels in such a way that you can speak directly to those people. If you and, and I would just simply say, you know, if you don't know where to start, if you're like, man, where do I start? Do a simple practice audit. Look at your own practice and see, okay, over the past six months, year, whatever, what has been the, the percentages of different cases that we've seen, you know, and dig through, oh, and you, you see some patterns. We, we seem to see a lot of carpal tunnel issues, or we seem to see a lot of shoulder issues, or a lot of this, that, or the other, and then that can maybe help you refine in who you're targeting. So that would be the first big mistake that I would say is uh, funnels are too general. Just, hey, come see the chiropractor, everyone. And, and, and again, that's the temptation, right, because whenever you ask a chiropractor, well, who's chiropractic for? Their answer is for everyone, you know, and then the other, 
<coughs> excuse me, the other mistake that docs make is that if they want to be the, the uh, generalist specialist, right? So they'll list off on their accolades on their website or on their clinic door, you know, we specialize in auto accidents, pediatrics, pregnancy, sports injuries. We also, you know what I mean? It's like they specialize in everything. The list goes on and on, right? Yeah, exactly. It kind of negates what you specialize in, right? So all about targeting. The more, the more laser focused you can be in your targeting with your funnels, the better results you're typically going to have. Way, way better. The second that I would say, and this is perhaps, uh, a relatively newer frustration for me that I'm seeing, again, given the, the climate of things, everybody is so um, so fixated right now on Facebook. And, and I'm not dogging Facebook at all. I'm not saying don't do Facebook ads. I'm not saying Facebook ads suck. I'm not saying any of that. But the problem that I'm seeing is the term I would use, the way I would put it, is that uh, there is insufficient uh, traffic diversity. And I'm going to repeat that again. What I see, the, the, big, the other big mistake, the second big mistake that I see is insufficient traffic diversity. Uh, the big thing that I need chiropractors to understand is Facebook will not save your practice. Everybody seems to be gravitating towards Facebook like this, just like, it's like this last like life raft for us because marketing is so difficult. So we've got to we've got to do Facebook. That's the secret. We've got to hire some Facebook wizard guy, you know, that's promising to whatever, whatever. And again, I'm not saying don't do Facebook. What I'm simply saying is, don't simply think of Facebook as the only thing that's going to work with funnels and or the only traffic source. There are so many other ways to drive traffic. And I would simply say, think about your traffic to your various funnels like you would investment strategies for retirement or any other investing, right? Or even in your practice, you know, what do they say? You know, a healthy practice uh, is a diverse practice, you know, as far as uh, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, how many practice uh, chiropractors have seen stories where certain changes will state, will change uh, or certain states will change various chiropractic laws in such a way that it completely destroys uh, like specialty practices, like I remember hearing stories about California changing PI laws, and then all of a sudden, like overnight, all these PI practices were just destroyed because, right. of it because they, you know, and, and that's not to rip on the practices or anything like that. It's not to say anything negative, but there's a lesson to be learned there that if we don't diversify uh, in our investment strategies or in our, uh, you know, business strategies, um, you know, if you have multiple things in place, if one thing dies or falls apart or dwindles or whatever, you're not dead in the water, right? And so if you put all your eggs in the Facebook basket, what happens when Facebook does some significant changes with its advertising algorithms, which it can, it does, and it will, right? And so uh, – and that's not to say that, that Facebook is dying anytime soon or anything like that, but it's going to continue to evolve and it's going to continue to change. And so my recommendation for docs is to make sure that you have a sufficiently diverse – uh, strategy in place for driving traffic to your funnel. So I would say right off the top, uh, the biggest uh, focus should be your own email list, um, making sure that you, you're driving traffic via your own email list. That's always going to be that's always a powerful one. You talk to any of the top marketers in, in our uh, industry, Mike, they all know. I mean, you've got your own email list. You market to your email list like crazy. Um, it's yeah. just a, you know, in, in practices, it's just a given. You need to, you need to uh, market your email list. And then one of the other uh, things is people seem to, for some reason, I don't get it, docs seem to have forgotten that Google is still in existence and that Google uh, has a tremendous influence 
on traffic uh, to your funnels as well. One of the things we have in place, uh, with I, I've got a Facebook ad guy that, that handles everything for us, but one of the things that he always has in place is that he's got a retargeting strategy in place with Google and or other of a wide platform of uh, ad, uh, different diverse ad platforms such that we can use uh, Facebook in conjunction with these other ad platforms in such a way that we get a very diverse uh, you know, pool of or, or, or reach, so to speak, with our traffic, right? So it's coming from a variety of different sources. We're not just relying on one, you know, specific niche, if that makes sense. So, so trap. So, so the first thing is targeting. Second would be traffic diversity, increasing traffic diversity, and then the the third, I would simply say, is the third mistake is is too short sighted. Like uh, docs, they want to to just constantly be hitting these home runs overnight, and, and that's everybody's wish. That's my wish too, right? But that's just unfortunately not reality. And so when you're short-sighted in your thinking with funnels, that it's just this quick gimmick to just flood your clinic with new patients overnight each time you do it, and that's it. You know, I was just talking today with my Facebook ads guy, and he was saying one of the big challenges that he sees with uh, Facebook ads right now with, with docs in their communities is ad saturation, Right. That people are just it, – it, it's real quick and real fast in most communities, to, you know, because you're typically going to be targeting a, a relatively small segment of your community because that's where they're – you know, you're, you're reaching a, a mile, two-mile, three-mile radius or whatever that might be. Uh, you'd be surprised as to how quick uh, the offers and or the things you do and or say saturate to a point that people just no, no longer want to hear it. If that's all you're doing, if all you're doing is the, the, I referenced this book on the video, but Gary Vaynerchuk's video or uh, his book, uh, Jab, 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 Right Hook, you know, I think every chiropractor just wants to come out swinging, you know what I mean? Swing for the fences and we're going to do everything's a right hook. Whereas instead you have to have a little bit better strategy. Don't be so short-minded. Have a long-term uh, strategy and or viewpoint with funnels that it's not a gimmick. It's this. It's this long-term strategy that you could, if, if done right, if nurtured and taken care of the right way, if viewed like an ongoing long-term conversation, it will yield good results ongoing for you. But it requires you to kind of diversify things as far as your messaging and your approach. Everything can't be, hey, special, special, special. Hey, come in for the special. Hey, it's that special again. Hey, guys, did you take advantage of the special? Yeah, it's like people get annoyed by that, right? So if you can, if you can kind of play the long game in the sense that, Put out some jabs, you know. Hey, guys, I want to share with you a really powerful video that I think could help you with headaches. We're going to show you this, you know, thing. And you, you run some ads to that. And it's just a gift. It's just a gift, right? And then, you, you know, you run some more, you know, ads to just great content, great information. And then all of a sudden with Facebook and, and funnels, you can do some really cool things where you can track people that engage with you, and now all of a sudden you start to build this trust and this warmth with this audience, then you can start then maybe throwing in and peppering in and seasoning in uh, more of the proverbial right hooks, you know, of things like, hey, guys, our office is running a special right now, and it's this, blah, 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 you know, but but that's a longer-term strategy. It's not the short-term strategy. So I would say that, you know, the three big mistakes that I see docs making, targeting, they're not targeting specific enough. Number two, uh, making sure that you have sufficiently diverse traffic to the funnels. And then third is is really a long-term approach. So that would be the three big mistakes that I see. Kind of long, but hopefully that was valuable for you guys. Oh, absolutely. Chad, let's talk about the top four fundamental online funnels that every DC out there should be using in their practice. What have you found that's the most effective? Yeah, so, so, you know, every chiropractor, I would say right now, 
um, has, is, is being and has been inundated with the classic kind of one-sided funnel. Um, I call it a deal-based funnel where it's basically a let's drive traffic to a page where you offer a $21 or whatever kind of deal, a, a, just a deal-based funnel. And, and that's pretty much it. That's what most of the quote-unquote funnel experts out there are teaching. Some, some are really, really good, but most of them, I would say 95% of them, are just these kids in their parents' basements that are really excited about this new opportunity to make money, and they jump into this space that they really know nothing about. Um, and I don't mean to be harsh, but that's just the, honestly that's the truth with the vast majority that I'm seeing. And, and, there, and, and it shows in their lack of marketing savviness in that they can't really think outside that box, that every single one of them, that's their approach. It's the deal-based approach. That's the deal-based funnel. So that being said, the funnels that we use, the three core funnels, or I would even say the four core funnels that we use in our practice look significantly different than that. So obviously the first one is what we call a reboot funnel. It's a lunch workshop funnel. Um, some docs will do dinner talk funnels. That's cool too. Um, I, I prefer lunch workshops over dinner talks for a couple reasons. Number one, they're a lot quicker. They're a lot faster. They're a lot less expensive. You can typically do a lunch workshop in half the cost of what a dinner talk would, would take. And I'm not saying don't do dinner talks. You can continue. If you're crushing it with dinner talks, awesome. Do dinner talks. That's great. I know Chris Burfield does a really good uh, dinner talk campaign. He he does for, for docs. So that's a great funnel right there is our, our lunch workshop funnel, and it basically consists of, of us uh, driving traffic to a landing page, inviting people to set up a lunch workshop at their place. We then have a follow-up process in place. We talk to them. We set up the lunch workshop. We come in. We do the lunch workshop. Um, we always make a special offer. We're super transparent about it. Uh, and then we have a follow-up sequence in place um, beyond the lunch workshop that helps increase conversions above and beyond. And then they get put into our email database. Uh, we call it our ongoing communication uh, list or ongoing communi communication system that we continue to kind of uh, long-term communicate with these people and then kind of re-funnel them back in to other various funnels and things that we're doing. But that's funnel number one. Funnel number two is what we call our epic funnel. It's an event funnel. And so we do these every quarter or so. Um, and, and basically these are like think of a patient appreciation event but on steroids. Um, we just did one uh, the other day. And we'll, we'll get to this because I know some questions leading up to this. But we had uh, well over 300 people on Saturday here at our place for this uh, epic event. We did this epic event funnel. In fact, Russell Brunson showed up. Uh, I think he's been to every single one of our events that we've thrown. It's been fun because he'll come and he'll like, stand in the background and kind of observe what's going on from a marketing standpoint. He loves to see the process and everything, so it's kind of fun to kind of watch him watching us. Um, but uh, so, so the Epic Event Funnel is great. We, we get a lot of high-quality new patients from that. And then the third one is uh, it, it, it really is less of a funnel in the sense that it's, it's so overly simplistic, um, but it's basically what we call our proof funnel. It's basically using uh, properly executed patient testimonial videos as a means of getting high-quality people through the door. And so we, we have a whole kind of recipe for creating really high-quality patient uh, video testimonials. There's a whole process that we take them through. It's about a series of 10 questions um, that we use that just work perfectly every time, and, uh, and we drive traffic to these, uh, these proof pages, uh, one of which is, is just our standard website, but, but the pre preeminent feature on our website are the patient testimonials. That's the big thing we want to speak loud and clear when people arrive at our, at our site. It's not about 
how great I am or my techniques or this, this, that, or the other, all the details. Instead, we want the preeminent story to be other people's stories, their stories. That's really what, what makes it so effective there. So we call it a proof funnel. Um, and then the other one is uh, what we call an infomercial funnel, which is uh, very similar in some respect to these kind of deal-based funnels. Um, there's, a, there's an offer on the table. There's an inherent offer. So we'll drive traffic to the page. We'll have some sort of a, a tangible give for patients in exchange for them coming in as new patients. And so what we'll do is some sort of a tangible offer of some sort, a premium base. We call it premium. It's a gift. We'll give them some sort of a gift when they come in as new patients. And so uh, we've used that infomercial funnel, and we, we use that. And <coughs> excuse me, with any of these funnels, it's, it's, it's critical that you rotate, you know, because, again, uh, ad fatigue and or uh, saturation is a real thing. It does happen as much as we would love to have. Uh, aside from the proof funnel, I would say the proof funnel is the only one that we can kind of have in the background evergreen. But these other funnels we kind of intersperse and utilize here and there uh, ongoing off and on, off and on, off and on, because if it was just kind of all the time, it would kind of saturate really, really quickly. But those, are, those would be the four core funnels that we utilize uh, in our practice, and we typically average uh, within those uh, 30 to 40 high-quality new patients each and every month. And what are you finding is the key to conversion, Chad? Would it be the follow-up where patients are showing interest, they leave their name, email, phone number on the landing page, and that goes to your email system, your CAs, or you give them a call? Is that what you find is the most effective? Um, so a couple things that, that help with conversion, and 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 we'll kind of define that further. We're gonna we're gonna kind of dial that down if that's cool. Uh, you, you know, there's there's a couple different conversion points, right? So obviously the first conversion point is getting the the prospect to buy in, whatever that is, take the action of name and email, right? So so there's that, and everything we've talked about up until this point is obviously going to help with that first initial hurdle of conversion. The the the, the, the general answer. I'll give you a general answer and then more specific. The general answer is the two big barriers that we have to overcome as chiropractors, as business owners, are attention and trust. Like, that's what I preach over and over and over again, is those are the two big barriers. We have to constantly be thinking through that lens of how do we help uh, effectively capture people's attention uh, and then engender and, 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 and develop trust as well. You know, unfortunately, I think far too many chiropractors simply look at, as, as many uh, other entrepreneurs and or business owners will do, is they'll, they'll do things that will capture trust but not necessarily – or do things that will capture attention, but not necessarily capture trust, right? Seth Godin was being interviewed by, I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk, and he was saying, you know, I could light myself on fire tomorrow, but then that would certainly capture attention, but it wouldn't necessarily generate trust, right? So we've got to, got to capture attention and trust. That's the first kind of key to helping understand what's going to drive conversions, right? Um, but then specifically, once we've got those leads, time is of the essence. Like you have to get – like. It's, it's like literally for every like minute that passes that that lead is not followed up on, uh, it's, it's going to die. It's going to wither and die, you know. And so if, if you're not following up, like if you don't have a specific like follow-up system, and I would simply say, you know, you have somebody on your team who is constantly checking and or being alerted to when, when leads are coming through and then have an immediate uh, follow-up process where they're reaching out to those people uh, as quickly as possible. So I can't, can't overemphasize enough that speed is of the essence there. That's just such a, a critical thing that's going to help 
dramatically increase conversion. And then obviously what you say to the people on the phone has a huge play. You know, um, you, you don't want to come across as, as pushy or desperate or anything like that. That's certainly going to uh, negatively impact uh, conversions. But obviously you want to be helpful in the process and make sure that they have their, their questions answered and things like that. So I would say just making sure speed of, of, uh, of contact and then making sure that you're always trying to, to keep the ball in your court. Um, there's a really good book for docs if they want to read it that's got a great kind of uh, very tangible tactical strategies. It's called The Conversion Code by Chris Smith. Um, it's got a whole follow-up sequence in place there that is just genius for, for leads, um, for, for getting increased conversions. But then the other critical conversion, obviously, is that when people come in, it doesn't necessarily mean game over. You obviously got to convert them as as patients, you know, convert them into care. And the, the secret to that, honestly, that I would tell docs is that I discovered later in practice, much, much later in practice, is for the first few years of practice, I vividly remember, Mike, I remember, like, trying to study all these different, like, persuasion strategies and tactics. You know, I read um, uh, uh, Influence by Robert Cialdini, you know, the classic about, you know, how to influence, yeah, awesome. how to win friends and influence, all these different things. And I felt like somewhere in there was the key to getting patients to convert or, or getting prospects or leads that came in as new, you know, as, uh, for an initial appointment to convert to care. As if I just knew the right way to persuade them that that was what it was. And it wasn't until much later that I realized uh, the truth of it. And, I, and I'm in good company when I preach this because Gary Vaynerchuk wrote an article on his blog about this. He says the greatest waste of an entrepreneur's time is trying to convince people that don't want to be convinced, that don't want what you have to offer. So I would simply say this. Understand that positioning is what will influence conversions in the long run, right? If you've got poor positioning, if you're the deal-based chiropractor, if, if people come in because you're the you're running the crazy deals and you're the cheapest and you're the you know and you're always going to bend over backwards to give them the great deal or whatever and everything's free and blah 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 and then you're hoping to you know all of a sudden shift it miraculously with some really clever persuasive sales pitch um, you're going to be fighting an uphill battle for a long time in practice versus if you can clearly establish what you want by saying okay this is the positioning we want we want to be established as the leaders in our community for X, Y, and Z, we want to be we, – we really do imagine saying and kind of manifesting and having it as your goal that we want people coming in here that actually want what we have to offer. Imagine that. Go figure. You know. And so it, it all starts with that positioning. If you can uh, positively impact your positioning um, through proper preframing, you know, um, so the, the term I use is proof preframes position. If you can use things like effective social proof and use that and leverage it the right way in your funnels uh, through video testimonials, through uh, real reviews, not fake reviews, and things like that, that will help effectively pre-frame people such that your positioning is exactly how you want it. And what that does is that, in the end, is what I've found dramatically influences conversions to such a degree that you don't really have to um, worry about some slick sales pitch or be super persuasive because what I find is the vast majority, I'm not saying this to brag, I really am not, but it's the truth. When patients come in my clinic, they want to be here. They, they want, they, they truly have issues that they want help with. And so when I have conversations with new patients, it's just simply a matter of finding out, okay, why are you here? Well, because I want help with this thing here. And then it's just basically finding out if we can help them. And then if it turns out we can't help them, I tell them, hey, good news, we can help you. And then we lay out a treatment plan and they say, okay, great. 
because they're not here because of a deal or they're not here because I'm the cheapest or whatever. They're actually, surprise, surprise, here because they want what I have to offer, right? And so that's, that would be a thing in the long run. That's what influences conversions. And again, that's why funnels are so powerful because funnels can, can do that entire thing for you in an automated way. You've got a system in place that will bring the exact right people to your doorstep. That's what's right. And these, this, this is the target market, so these people are pre-qualified right off the bat. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yep. That's exactly Chad, it. you were telling me a story. You're on vacation, and you got a whopping 75 leads from a funnel. You want to tell that story? Yeah. So that was um, that was for our epic event that we threw. And basically, what was cool about that was we knew I knew ahead of time I was going to be heading out of town. Uh, on vacation, we had a family reunion on my wife's side of the family. We went up to McCall, had a really great time, spent time on the lake. And so what we knew ahead of time was, okay, we've got this event that's coming up. And this the secret, uh, if there is a secret, to this epic event funnel working correctly is understanding that if you're going to get people to show up, you have to continually communicate with them in an effective way. And that's, I would think that's the key with any funnel. Again, it's, it's about this ongoing conversation. And so what we did was we set up ahead of time the week prior, and it was a lot of work. I'm not going to lie. It was. It, it took some time. Um, but in the end, the, the fruit was, was well worth it. What we did was we set up um, a whole sequence through this funnel of <coughs> automated communication, notifying people about the event. And this communication took place on several different levels. It was kind of cool. We had an automated sequence of emails that went out. When they opted into this funnel for the event, it had, we had connected it with a text message service. So they got a text message reminder right after they, right after they opted in for our event. But then beyond that, what happened was they got 10 days later another reminder letting them know about our event. Um, and then, and then we had also, uh, set up some other communication platforms in that, in that funnel and that whole process. But the whole point was we put it all in place the week ahead of time so that it was all laid out. We built that funnel out entirely the week before, uh, in such a way that literally when I went on vacation, uh, pretty much day one of going on vacation, the funnel launched independent of me. It started doing its thing. The ads were running, uh, emails were being sent out to our list traffic was being generated from all these different sources and then all of a sudden leads just started coming through and, and I was kind of out of cell range the entire time I was on vacation. By the time I kind of got to cell range, which was near the end, as we were about to head home, I called my assistant and I said, hey, have you kept track of kind of where everything's at? And she's like, yeah. And I said, where are we at on, on leads for this? And she said, we've got like 74, 75. And I was like, holy cow. You know, so by the time it was all said and done. This was, again, this was Saturday. We had well over 300 people show up to our clinic, um, of which I can't say for certain, but a very large percentage of them were non-patients, were people that had never seen us before, met us before. We have a follow-up sequence in place right now that's literally going for everybody. We're going to be doing some retargeting with all of these same people um, and or other people that, that saw our ads on Facebook and everything like that. And thus far, I think it's equated to 15 new patients right now, plus I think we've got a couple others trickling in. I anticipate us probably doubling that number within the next week or two um, from from this single funnel. So so basically, uh, and when we say patients, we mean like paying full price. They're, they're coming in, they're paying full price for their examination, evaluation, everything. So those are like legit, high-qualified, really, really good patients. 
uh, as a result of, of this single funnel that was running all while I was on vacation, which was awesome. Sweet. Hey, Chad, listen, um, what I want to do is I want to open up the lines for some questions. We've got a lot of doctors on, so I always like to get a little bit of audience participation before I unmute those lines. Can you just leave some contact information if any of the doctors here want to get hold of you to find out how to get involved with your Cairo Funnel Secrets University? <laughs> you bet. Um, so we host a, a free webinar um, pretty consistently. It's a live webinar. It's an automated webinar, uh, CairoFunnelSecrets.com. Um, you can register for that. That would be a good first step because that really – sometimes I get questions from doctors, not that I'm not happy to answer them, but these quite literally the questions that they ask are answered like straight up in the webinar. So I always direct docs, start there. That's a great starting point. That will really introduce you into my world of kind of what it is that I do more specifically. Um, but if, if a doc does have like a really specific question that they want answered, um, they can reach out to me via email, chad at rebootyourpractice.com. Eventually it's going to switch over to chirofunnelsecrets.com, but I – <laughs> registered that domain prior to, but uh, but yeah, chat at Reboot Your Practice, that's an email that I check pretty frequently. I'm really quick to respond, so if docs have questions, I'll, I'll, I'll respond pretty quickly and, and answer any questions that they got, so. All right, let me open up the link. And for the doctors uh, who are out there, just remember this is a recorded call, and make sure that you are in a quiet background. So just state your name, uh, where you practice, and what's your question for Dr. Chad. Hey, Doc, the lines are open. Who's going to step out of the shadows first? Oh, I will step up. Uh, this is uh, Richard Forzon from Santa Rosa, California. And hey, Doc. just give a little more deep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, can you give a little more information on what is the EPIC event? What exactly is that? Is, uh, I, I don't have a clue what you're talking about there. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's more or less like a patient appreciation event but bigger and better, right? So if you've ever done a patient appreciation event before at your clinic or at a, at a various location, um, basically what we're doing is we're putting on, event, uh, on an event for our patients and or the community. So, for instance, I'll give you a couple examples of epic events we've done in the past. We've done one in a movie theater where we rent out an entire theater, and we've got a whole process in place for uh, not just saying, hey, Everybody, thanks for coming to the movie, and then everybody feels good, but nothing really transpires as a result of it, because that really doesn't do you a lot of good. You've basically just wasted your money for goodwill, and that's all great and fine, but what we'll do at these events is we have a very systematic process that we take people through to basically then get them to sign up as new patients, right? So it's, it's a whole systematic process, and then obviously even before that, it's a whole systematic process for making sure we get butts in the seats, right? So instead of us spending all this money and time and then 10 people showing up, you know, we make sure that we really every time have a slam dunk. So uh, an average event for us is going to be a low of 200 people to a high of five, 600 people we've had at times. So we've done one at a movie theater. We did one at the zoo here. We've got a small little zoo in Boise. Uh, we've done one at a pumpkin patch. We've done one uh, here at our clinic. You know, that's what we did Saturday was just this big event here at our clinic. So it's like a patient appreciation event, but a better system to it in such a way that it actually – has a positive ROI. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. Right, thanks, Dr. Ricky. Great question. Appreciate it. All right, next caller. Who else has a question for Dr. Chad? All right, Chad, while someone's ready to jump on, one last time, let's just give you contact information. You bet. Uh, www.chirofunnelsecrets.com. 
Uh, that'll get you set up and registered for the webinar. You can check that out for free. Um, and then uh, email me if you need to email me, chad at rebootyourpractice.com. All right. So if there are any other questions out there, guys, now's your chance to ask about funnels and how to get well, I will ask this, this, is, this is Dr. Forsland. I'll, I'll be glad to ask another question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Doc. Uh, so what? Uh, obviously, you're you're recommending uh, not short term but long term strategic planning on this. I'm just curious um, at what uh, budget, as far as advertising, uh, is reasonable to expect a return on your investment, and when you start uh, creating these funnels. I mean, how, how long before it turns around and, and actually becomes effective? That's a that's a great question, uh, and I'll answer it in a couple different ways. So uh, one of the common questions that I hear docs ask uh, with regard to marketing budgets, um, and, and it's not to be insulting, but just hopefully I can have like a paradigm shift moment for docs when I say this. Uh, that's the wrong question to ask when they ask about, well, how much did you allocate, you know, each month? That's not the way that we want to look at it. We want to look at it in terms of, uh, number one, first understand you have to know very crystal clear before anything else what a new patient is worth to you. And, and there's a couple different ways you can skin that cat, too. Like, you can look at it lifetime value. I think that's kind of hard. So what I would just say is within a four to, say, even eight-week period of time, we'll say, just four, or even four to six, what would an average patient be worth to you? Um, and you can just go back and look at your stats for each month, you know, over the – obviously, the more data, the better, right? So you, you look at your average collections. You look at your number of new patients. You divide your collections by your new patients. That gives you – what each patient on average is worth, right? And again, so if you could look at that long-term over a 12-month period, you can get more meaningful data. Does that make sense? Are you following so far? Yes. Yes. Okay. So now all of a sudden, let's say that you're dealing with, uh, for, for simplicity of math's sake, let's say in a four-week period, each new patient is worth a 1000 bucks, right? And I would say uh, that's a very conservative estimate. I think that's very safe to work with. I think most docs should easily be somewhere in that ballpark, a 1000 bucks. So now the question is, how much money are you willing to spend to acquire that new patient? Because once you, you shift it that way, instead of, instead of saying, well, how much money per month should we allocate? That's not the way we do it. We, we, we look at it each and every time of how much money can we afford to spend and how many new patients do we need to be able to bring in as a result of spending X amount of money so that we can have either break even or a positive ROI, ideally, right? So, so to make money on this thing. So for us, uh, a perfect example is uh, for this Epic event. I think we spent like three or four thousand dollars on it. Some docs are like, "Holy cow, that's such a ton of money!" It is, but when you understand that, look, we got thirty some new patients paying full price when all is said and done. As a result of that, each worth a thousand dollars, let's say. So the question now being is, would you spend four thousand dollars to make thirty thousand dollars? Of course, you'd be crazy not to, right? And so when it comes to how much money uh, and how quickly, um, I, I would clarify a couple things. We want a diversification of funnel types in the sense that you want, obviously you need, not just want, but you need some funnels that are going to have a quick turnaround as far as new patients. That's why the reboot funnel is the first one that we introduced because that's one of the fastest ways to get high-quality new patients in your door, right? All this is good and fine in theory in the sense that, look, we can set up all these funnels, and I can promise you that by the end of year one, you'll have patients coming in, and docs are like, what are you talking about, like a year? Like, that's way too long, or even a month or two months. You know, you've got to have some strategies in place. I call them sprint strategies, right? You've got to have a sprint funnel in place where it's going to actually start producing immediately for you. And so the reboot funnel for docs that, that implement it, 
it's not uncommon for them to spend very little money, you know, as little as a couple hundred bucks, if not less, and turn around and see, you know, two, three, five, ten new patients from that single funnel right there. That's not uncommon at all. I see docs do that all the time. And so then, you know, you're looking at, um, you know, uh, a uh, cost per acquisition of a new patient there, um, 100 bucks, if not lower, per new patient, I mean, easily. So does that answer your question? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. All right, thanks, Thank Doc. Appreciate it. I'll give time for one more question, Doc. Who's got a question for Dr. Chad Wolner? All right, quiet group tonight. Okay. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, I have a question if you can still hear me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your name, Doc? Where are you from? My name is Dave Culler. I'm from New York City. Uh, Thanks Dave, for being on, Dave. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I uh, hear a lot of talk about a tracking pixel, and uh-huh. I'm just wondering what is that all about? Yeah, no, great, great question. So, um, a tracking pixel is something that Facebook uses as a means of gathering data on traffic on on uh, people that come to your funnel or co- look at your ads, right? So, what then you can do with a traffic pi- or with a excuse me with a tracking pixel uh, is you can then get get data that will then allow you to then make better decisions moving forward on your various funnels. So uh, a classic example would be um, uh, you can put a pixel on your funnel and on just about every page of your funnel, and it will track who clicks and goes over to your funnel. Facebook will give you that data and say, okay, these people here, they went to your funnel. And you can set certain parameters within your advertising to say, oh, okay, well, when people come here, then what I want to do is I want to retarget them and show them this, you know, or or that, or whatever, whatever, whatever. And so it, it allows you then to have a far more dynamic uh, approach to your marketing in such a way that now all of a sudden uh, you can start gathering meaningful information to help you make better decisions with your marketing. Does that make sense? So, so it helps you target your marketing more specifically. In other words, if you're doing a, a video on headaches or something and people click on that, you'll know those people were interested in the headaches. So the follow-up emails exactly. them would be three tips to alleviating headaches. And you bet. Yeah, you, so you can, like, create custom audiences. So you can say, okay, I want this ad to only be displayed to people who have landed on this page. And because you had a pixel that was able to track it, all of a sudden now what it starts to do is aggregate data. So, for instance, for this epic event that we did on Saturday – we had a pixel tracking all of that information. So now all of these people that came to our page, whether they actually RSVP'd and came to our event or not, now we can retarget all those people locally here in our community. And what that says is, hey, they've had exposure, hopefully positive exposure, to us and our clinic and our message. So now we could do another funnel, a follow-up funnel, which we anticipate we're going to do here real soon. Hey, guys, for those who came to our event, thanks. For those who didn't, who maybe saw it, Blah 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 blah. You know, whatever. We can have a meaningful conversation. And it, so, I guess in a in a more broad way, and I hope this doesn't sound too like hyperbole or anything, but it's just a meaningful way to continue a conversation. A pixel helps you to do that, right? Because now all of a sudden, you're not just talking to a cold audience. You're talking to people who have had exposure to you to varying degrees. And you can get really complicated with it if you want. 
Um, I always advocate docs get involved with somebody who you can trust who is going to manage that for you because Facebook is always changing things. It's a moving target. And so I've got a Facebook ads guy that, that does all this stuff for me. He tracks it. He handles it. I know enough to know what's going on, you know, as far as I know what a pixel is. I know all the, the, the theoretical stuff as far as the actual nitty-gritty. Um, and, and Facebook, the other thing, too, is, is even beyond that. This is another topic for another uh, time. But Facebook gives you a tremendous amount of parameters of retargeting. So like you said, let's say you even had a video inside of Facebook somebody was watching. You could retarget people based off of their video engagement. So you could say, I want to retarget people who at least watch 10% of video, 25% of video, 50% of the video, or 100%. You could, Facebook will allow you to very easily split up those people. And so now all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, I want to target people and only people who have watched the entire video. Well, if they've watched the entire video, chances are that's a really warm audience, you know, so you can retarget based off of that, and you don't even need a pixel for that. But pixel just adds another element for you. And the more traffic you drive, the better Facebook can do for you because it's bigger data. It's more data that they can pull from. They can start to analyze and look at uh, commonalities and similarities, right? Because what it, it's crazy, mind-blowing stuff, right? They'll look at uh, common denominators amongst the traffic. Oh, of all this traffic that's gone to your pixel uh, and it's been fired off, we noticed that 90% of them were female. We noticed that 90% of them had kids. We noticed that 90% of them loved to shop at these places. You know what? I mean, it's crazy the data that Facebook can pull. Like, privacy is no longer relevant anymore because Facebook can just about pull anything and everything they want. But, but that's the power of a pixel, if that makes sense. Does that answer the question? It does. How do you get a uh, tracking pixel? <laughs> well, hey, Dave, you know what? We, we can get into a whole training on this, but the tracking pixels are on your set apps. If you look at the very bottom, you'll see a, a pixel code that you can actually drop onto your platform. My recommendation would be to get somebody to help you with Facebook ads that's going to walk you through how to do that, because that's exactly. a whole other lesson, and we're just running out of time right now. But, but yeah, you know, and, what this... And it'll it, it allows you to follow hot leads, okay? Just just remember that. Really dial down your marketing. It, well, and, and Mike, the thing I would say, too, is it's going to change, too. What I say today may not be relevant next week because Facebook could totally change it, too, you know? Absolutely. But again, that's why you want to have somebody who can stay on top of that. You know, if you yeah. want to learn how to do this, yeah, you can email Chad or, you know what, I reckon Billy Sticker's also teaching. He was on the last call. Uh, I, my recommendation, I would say this to my doctors, just remember that YouTube and Google are your best friends. So if you, you want to learn how to do something, you want to learn how to embed a code or pixelate or retarget, just go to, to YouTube, type in how to use Facebook pixelation, and it'll walk you right through. It's really easy to do. Even Facebook teaches you how to do it. All right? But yeah. I highly recommend it because your return on investment, I just read some research, that says it can go up 400% when you start to retarget your hot leads on, on your website, on Facebook, etc. So definitely, definitely learn that. All right, guys, listen, Chad, I want to thank you for being on tonight's Master Talk. This was awesome. And the doctors Absolutely. know how to get hold of you. Um, you're going to be speaking at Prosperity, which I'm excited to have you at, on October 27th, 28th, in Richmond, Virginia. Doctors want to find out more and come and listen and meet Chad and find out um, how he's killing it with capturing leads and building a massive practice through funnels. You go to prosperitysummit.net. That's prosperitysummit.net. Chad Wool is going to be one of 12 speakers. He's really going to teach you how to build a practice uh, to a massive, massive level. So, Chad, thanks for being on tonight's call once again. Thank you, Mike. You're awesome, man. Appreciate it.
I love and appreciate you. And Doc, thanks for being on uh, today's Master Talk. Uh, you can get the replay if you want to come back and listen to this. It'll be on our library, on the Jetpack Library. So once again, guys, keep practicing with passion, and we'll talk to you all soon.